You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Spider-Man 3 is the story of Spider-Man taking on Venom and the Sandman. Or is it? Welcome back to the Yours at Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Sean Taylor. And I mean Mark. And today we're taking a look at 2007's Spider-Man 3. This is a part of our annual uh, sequel month. This is our third annual sequel month. So we're calling it Threequel Month. That's right. And yeah, in all month we're going to be doing uh, the third uh, installments of movie franchises. And and what better way to kick it off than the much reviled (laughs) Spider-Man 3. The granddaddy of bad three movies. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like After this, I think The Godfather was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) This one was a slog, let me tell you. This one's Mm -hmm. long. I forgot how long this is and how much filler there is in this. Yeah, and the the thing is, and and I mean, this has been written about before, but I mean, I think a lot of people know the the behind-the-scenes story, to a degree at least, about how uh, Sam Raimi had an idea for the story. He really wanted to tell the Sandman and kind of wrap up the Goblin stuff, I think. But the studio was like, no, no, you got to use Venom. Yeah. Like some, like for some reason, the good graces he got in the first two, which, I mean, a lot of people still love that second one. Yeah, I, um, I, I would say yeah. the second one's better than the first one. I mean, yeah, I think so too. Uh, yeah, because no more origin story. We're right down to it. The Doc Ock villain is great. Um, and it's one villain, so you get a chance to meet your villain and still have you know the the hero kind of evolve, and so that's what makes that good. This one decides to go the completely the other way, yeah. <laughs> and let's do three villains now instead of one. So it, it's some sort of weird hybrid of of studio mandate versus what the director writer kind of wanted to do. So yeah, rather infamously and. Uh, um, and it's some sort of weird lesson that has yet to be learned because, it, I mean, we're 2018 and since 2007 still hear these stories about the studio wanted this and the studio wanted that. Yep. And they, they have to jam. Well, you got to have McDonald's because they're, you know, sponsoring this movie or, you know, all of your Transformers have to be Chevrolet, you know, <laughs> Chevrolet yeah. Pontiac or Buick, you know. Um, well, and the other big so. problem I that I think this movie has is, is casting uh, and we'll get to this. So well, welcome to the show. Kirsten Dunst, James Franco, Thomas Hayden church, Topher grace, Bryce Dallas, Howard, JK Simmons and podcast favorite Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. And uh, not ironically, I love that woman. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and JK Simmons too. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and welcome back to the show. Toby McGuire. Yeah. I'm trying to think where from the uh, wizard. We- Oh, he had that really. He had that small cameo role. He was one of uh, right. the the bullies' backup guys at Video Armageddon. Oh, he was a little baby goon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. And we can also oh, welcome gosh. back, Mark. Welcome back, uh, uh, um, oh, Ted Raimi. <laughs> uh, prob- maybe I don't know. I was thinking more along lines of uh, Bruce Campbell. Oh, Bruce Campbell, yes. yes. Of course. Again, again, kind of a shame, but all right. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not in it much. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a huge cast, and 
I don't think we need a synopsis. I think enough people know what Spider-Man Three is all about. Uh, if you haven't seen it, yeah, like just go back and watch it. Come on back with us. Yeah, it's it, it's a it, actually it's we, a sit. Let me tell you. To to be honest, we need three separate synopsises. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> synopsis. Uh, synopsis. Synopsis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. We need to know the plural for synopsis. Yeah, there's a Venom storyline, there's a Sandman storyline, and those two converge. And then there's a uh, Peter, Harry, and Mary Jane storyline, and then that one converges in, kind of. And it's just uh, it's just all over the place. Um, yeah, and two out of these three ain't bad. Oh, which two? Well, to be honest, only because they set it up in the first one... Having the Harry Osborne storyline uh, is kind of a, a, a callback to the first one. I mean, if you're rounding out a trilogy, you had a father and son story with Harry and and Norman Osborn. Okay. You also had a kind of a uh, you had a father son story with Peter and Uncle Ben, and okay. those both go sideways for these two characters. And then in this third movie, they come back, and now there's where they were friends. There's now conflict that actually can be kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, especially when it's you know a classic uh, you know like any good they say any good uh, any story worth telling is about a girl you know. <laughs> okay, what's the second one? Right, I'll I'll save uh, my this, rebuttal for the end. But go ahead. Yeah, the uh, the Sandman story actually it's interesting to a degree where he's the sympathetic villain like he doesn't it's a different take on Sandman. Sandman traditionally is just a you know a goon with some powers. Right. Um, and, uh, really not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of heart into his character. Uh, at least not traditionally, if you go back to the early days, like his first origins, they've since, of course, got more touchy feely as time goes on, like a lot of comic books have. But, uh, but this one, actually, I like the story that Sam Raimi was trying to tell. Right. This idea that he kind of felt like he had no way out. He was a career criminal and he had to go right back to that because he needed money to, to help his daughter get better. Right. So what's your take on the Venom storyline? Fuck it. <laughs> the Venom storyline's too good to be in this movie's cra- crowded by all this other stuff. That should have been, and everyone said it, number either all number three or all number four. Right. And we do the have Eddie a Venom Brock- movie coming out, so it is kind of apropos this year that we're doing this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I didn't even think about that when I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you did. No, no. I just want to take a run at it. So, <laughs> but uh, but that's the thing, and that the Eddie Brock, uh, you know, Peter Parker story in the comic books is told that uh, told so much more completely. Uh, that there's a feud built in there, so that way it's it's kind of it's the feud. It doesn't really come from Spider-Man and Venom. The feud is Peter Parker and Eddie Brock, and. I think that deserves more time because it, I think it would make it unlike, more interesting. Yeah, it's it. Well, that's the thing. It's different than like like this one. They try to make all the storylines personal. Like it, it wasn't good enough that Sandman that this weird sand dude was like beating up armored cars and taking the money. No, no, he had to be personally involved in Peter's life. Right. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I don't need that for everybody. Like I didn't need that angle. I thought the Sandman story in and of itself was was good. Okay. Like him, how he became a criminal. That's cool. But, um, but then the whole Venom. Uh, but that's the thing. And uh, like, it, it's it, one thing to tell a story about you just having, uh, good guy stops bad guy, bad guy's evil because evil is fun, or evil evil gets you more money, or right. you know, 
whatever, right? But then the they took a, a, a flip on that, and that's why it's so much more personal. Even the symbiote suit, when Peter when Peter first got it, he actually had the suit for a while before Eddie Brock ever enters the picture. Eddie Brock was kind of the out, was kind of the way for them to get him out of that suit and make him the good old Spidey again. Right. And so, so being able to do that, I think, takes a full movie, at least. If you're going to give, the, give Peter the suit, have him be a dick... And and then have him kind of redeem himself by getting rid of the suit, and then have to fight the suit alongside a personal blood feud that he starts. Uh, well, I guess it's a work feud. It's not a blood feud. It's a it's a workplace disagreement. Sure. But yeah, d- I, don't you think that deserves more than what this movie gives us? Well, yeah, and, and that's why I kind of worry about the Venom movie coming out this year because it's just been confirmed recently that um, uh, who's the kid that plays Spider Man? Oh, um, Tom. Uh, yeah, yeah, Tom. Somebody. Tom. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tom. Um, somebody. Yeah. Oh God. Good old, good old Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Look up his name, just because that's going to bother me. I, me too. Um, yeah. So anyway, Holland. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Yes. So it's basically it's just been confirmed that he does appear in the Venom movie. Oh. And it's yep. Yeah, okay, but that's but what you were just saying is if Spider Man has the Venom suit long before Eddie Brock does. Obviously, they're going in a different direction if they're just now saying that Tom Holland is in the movie. He should have been announced early on, shouldn't he? Therefore, well, he's, yeah. it, it's it's making it look like he's not that big uh, a part of the movie. I, I, I Yeah, I concur with that. I, I can't see how it's... Because of it, 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 it's a Spider-Man story, so it should be Spider-Man colon Venom. Yeah. Or Spider-Man versus Venom or something like that. Yeah. Like they had Spider-Man colon Homecoming. Spider-Man Venom or something like that, right? So, but to make it just about Venom, yeah, that means that Holland is, he might just be swinging in the background. Maybe. Or just coming <laughs> at the end to stop him. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man comes in at the end to, yeah, to lay the smackdown on him or something. But that's the thing, I have no idea what direction they're going to go in now because it's going to be a completely different type story. Right. Using just elements that we're familiar with. Yeah. Um, and this one, I like, and, and I'll kind of rebuttal you. I don't think any of these stories really work all that well. I think they could have. I, I like. I, yeah. Like I will give you the, the Sandman story is interesting when he's doing it for his daughter and the sympathetic villain. Mm-hmm. But I didn't care at all for the fact that they retcon the fact that he was the one that killed his family. No, exactly, and that's the thing. I didn't. I didn't need that to make him a compelling villain. He had a great story on his own. Yeah, like what they came up with. Yeah, absolutely. And it just had to be the good guy stopping the bad guy from robbing the banks. Like that's. Yeah, and it was obvious that, that Venom was put into this movie because the studio wanted it because he felt shoehorned in. Because you know you see him at the beginning and then you see him a little bit later on. I actually have a note. I said, "Oh, hello, Black Alien Slime. So glad you decided to be a part of this movie again. Oh, you're going away again. Oh, okay." Like that's, but then that's what it is until he eventually becomes goth Spider-Man. Um, and we'll get to that. But then you have this other story, which takes up the majority of the movie. And that's the love triangle, the, um, the relationship between Peter Parker and Mary Jane, which I'm getting sick and tired of. You know, by the time I'd seen this movie, I was, I was sick and tired of them breaking up and being at each other's odds and, that's getting true, back together and oh you're not listening and then she turns into a bitch he turns into an egotistical ass 
And I don't know who oh, she yeah. should be cheering for. Like she turns like, no, I talk about me. Talk about how great I was in the play. No, the reviews are terrible. Listen to me. Listen to me. You don't know how I feel. Fuck you. Listen to me. You shared my kiss. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm Spider-Man. I'm the greatest. I used to be picked on and now I'm awesome. And now I'm going to flex my muscles and everything else. Like, I don't like anybody in this movie. Yeah, it doesn't seem natural to to a degree like their conflict. Like he as a person should kind of be like, okay, hey, you know what? I tried to say something to make you feel better, but it's not working. Tell me how you feel. If I don't understand, make yeah. me understand. Like that's that's the, and that solves all of his problems there. Yeah, all he's doing. And, is and then when here and here's the thing, I can kind of understand how they wanted to give them a conflict. Because then Spider-Man doesn't suspect shenanigans when she does break up with him. But you're right. Yeah. It's been... They, they keep doing it. So... But I mean, we saw this in Spider-Man 1 where our, our... No, I don't want to be with you. And then at the end of the movie, she's like, I want to be with you. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't. And then they get together in the second one. And she's getting... Well, she's going to she's gonna get married. So he's broken up over that. He doesn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. So he stops Spider-Manning. Um, <laughs> he... And then he saves her, and then she comes back to him, and at the end they they agree, you know, go get him, Tiger, and whatever. So um, yeah, she she runs away from the altar to to go be with this guy. Yeah, it's a whole Ross and Rachel thing, and I'm sorry, but yeah. you can't put ten years of of drama into two hours and make me appreciate it. You know, that's why <laughs> with, with Friends yeah. it was a slow burn, right? And you could sort of get the ins and outs of the intricacies of of, of the relationship, and it and frankly it was written better. So. You can just kind of get even get that was it. kind of a stretch. Like, like by the third or fourth time, you're like, "Come on, just make up your mind." Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Are you guys going to yeah. be together or not? Right. So this suffers from the same thing because it's now the third time she rebuffs him in the first, like you said. Yeah. Finally comes back to him, and now she. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, maybe I mean, maybe I should have married that astronaut. Yeah. Which... <laughs> I'm just like, oh, and I, yeah. So, well, let's get into it. So, um. Right at the beginning, I like how the minute the show, because we open on a show, right? He's at the. Yeah, yeah, uh, with her. Well, I mean, after his opening monologue, uh, uh, where he narrates for the audience. Yeah, after the big synopsis by Marvel that we get all the previous. In case you haven't seen the first two movies. Oh, yeah, we're going to do like a weird picture montage of the other moments. Yeah. I think it's just that they paid to have Willem Dafoe back, so they're going to maximize that. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that or they yeah, already own the footage, so. They, they, they're they're avenging their paycheck, you know. Um, but yeah, so we have the the Broadway show. Oh oh, and she made it all the way to Broadway. So let's let let's put uh, let's put that in your back pocket, okay? Okay. Yeah, just throw that in your back pocket sure. because. Uh, but I, I do like how Parker goes. I never noticed this before. After the show's, Parker goes outside and it's almost you know has that run in with Harry, and then it's like, oh shit, my girlfriend. And like he forgets. <laughs> He just watched her on stage, and then he comes back in because the next scene he's back inside the theater. It's like, well, <laughs> and he realizes just, just at, at the very most convenient time because she happens to be coming out at that exact moment. She just happens to be ready, yeah, yeah. ready to go, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I, you know what? Uh, nothing like a good shot of green mist after a decent like Broadway play. I tell you what, I, that's always what I like to do: go see a show, come back home, green mist, green mist. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they are a sponsor for today. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't tell you. Now, this podcast is brought to you by Goblin Mist. Need to kick back after an awkward meeting with your ex-best friend? Try Goblin Mist. <laughs> Gob Goblin Mist. It's going to get you. <laughs> you might as well let it in now. 
yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm supposed to read it. it. It's going to get you. Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. Sorry, I forgot my notes on the reading. Yeah, sorry for that. Yeah, I had to get to the sponsor, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't have any notes until um until they until the the goblin goblin junior, which is the only thing he's referred to as. New goblin in the credits. Yeah, new goblin in in, in the credits. Now, shouldn't he be the hobgoblin? Uh, I'm glad he's not actually. Okay. Because the the hobgoblin wasn't an Osborne. Oh, okay. He was just a common thief who actually stole Norman's goblin tech. Okay. And did his and did his own thing. So he was a psycho. Yeah. Um. I, I don't have a. I don't have enough. Uh, I don't have any uh, notes until that scene where they're fighting in the alleyway. Mm-hmm. And I went. Time for an action scene because it pops out of nowhere. Yeah, he's just. Oh, well, what he gets? Is this the one? Yeah, he, he buys the, the ring. He, he gets the ring from Aunt May. He. Uh, yeah. So. Here, here's your Spider-Man movie. We sit down for a, a Broadway play. We go to the after meeting. Then we go to Aunt May's house. We have a story about. Oh, <laughs> I, wait! Don't we cut back to 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 uh to Marco, to Sandman? Yeah, that's just when he escaped, a, and then he goes to visit his daughter. Yeah, so like, that's well, there's nothing of, really funny there, but I just I don't remember the scene with Marco and his daughter and the locket exchange. I think. I think I end up seeing an extended cut on Netflix. No, 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 no. That's that's that that was in the original. I remember that because I can't remember. I, I remember he has the locket, but I'm, I don't remember him actually having that moment with her. Maybe it's just me and. Um, well, it's the only way he can because he just escaped from prison, right? Well, yeah, but he and, like he goes to the house, but I thought I thought they cut that scene down where he's at the house. She tells him to get out, and then when we next see him, he just has the locket. Like I don't remember the ba- the girl coming out of her room to say hi to dad. Oh no, I do. I I remember that. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So I have a note before the the fight scene. Okay, that's all right. Kind of goes back to what we were talking about because I went on a rant. <laughs> okay, because rants are always good. I got a couple. Oh, I mean, the worst thing about this movie is setting up three different villains. We kind of talked about this, uh, but I just want to whip through my notes. Actually, I wrote it down as G- Goblin Junior. Okay, uh, Goblin Junior's story makes sense because they're running uh, they're running with it for the last two, and it needs to pay off. Right. Um, cause we even get some of it, like he hires Dr. Octopus, you know, to trade off, you catch Spider-Man and I'll give you this thing. Yeah. Yep. So it actually makes sense to have something of that. Um, but why cram Sandman and Venom? This could have been two more movies. Uh, I'll even concede this. If, if you have say Sandman and Osborne team up, that I think is better because you have two against one Yeah. and you're only introducing one new villain. We know everything we need to know about Harry. We don't yeah. need a reintroduction. So that's. That's how that works better. Um, yeah, yeah. My last, my last sentence is nothing funny about the statement. Just a beef. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's no. I know. Oh, um, and uh, okay. I do have something for the Aunt May exchange. Okay. Before we get to the fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I like this actress for Aunt May, but it kind of should be Grandma May, don't you think? That always bothered me. Yeah, especially Rosemary this one. Harris. Yeah, they were really old yeah. in this movie. They were. They were. I mean, a lovely woman, lovely, yeah, yeah. great actress. Like you. Yeah, sure. But you know, I said no offense to this dear woman, but when she tells the story about how Uncle Ben proposed to her, it felt like the story should have ended with her saying yes to his proposal, and then he shipped out the next day to go fight the Nazis <laughs> with Captain America. Like, and there, there's your Captain America tie-in right there, because right? Uncle <laughs> yeah. Ben goes and. He's that old. I'm sorry. No offense. This is 2007. He was old then. Yeah, they were married 50 years, she said. 
Yeah, this is like world. This is a World War II story. Like he was on furlough or something, and he had to go back and fight the Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's this guy, Dum Dum Dugan, that I hang out with, and we go. <laughs> sometimes Captain America's there. Like, well, yeah, like but Captain got, America wasn't a big, uh, wasn't as big back then. Don't forget, this is only 2007. I'm just saying, Uncle Ben is that old that <laughs> true, true. They could have they could have had a tie in. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a little a little Marvel Easter Easter egg. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the one big complaint I have in this movie is, um, and I've talked about this before in other movies, but it's the constant taking off of the masks. Mm. Like, I mm-hmm. understand that you're getting these people and you're paying them high salaries and you want their face in the movie, but you're taking them away from what it should be. I mean, I constantly Venom, when Eddie, when uh, Topher Grace is in the Venom costume, He's constantly pulling his mask back so that he can say a line, mm-hmm. and then the mask comes back on. And Peter Parker, all the way through this series, is taking off his mask. He fights Doc Ock without a mask. He's in yep. most of this movie without a mask. He's in the first movie without a mask. He's on the train in public in front of citizens of New York in the second one without a mask. I can I can actually answer that. I mean, you're absolutely you're not wrong. But I mean, wasn't Peter Parker like I? From what I understand, I'm not a big comic book guy, but from what I understand, Peter Parker's secret identity is a major point to his character. Yes? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. To the point where when he reveals himself in the comic books in Civil War, uh, the Daily Bugle sues him. Because he he worked there for years saying that that he was one person, Spider-Man was another. Well, he was misrepresenting... The news when they're two in this, you've been basically taking selfies and getting paid for it from our paper. Right. We're going to sue your ass because you misrepresented the story. Right. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Absolutely. And of course, he does it because he wants to protect the ones he loves. He, want, he doesn't want any, any supervillain to come knocking on Aunt May's door, which happens in the first one anyway. Yeah, because um, he keeps going around and revealing his identity. Yeah, Mary Jane, you know, gets put in peril straight away in the first one as well. Yeah. But here's the reason why. Um, it wasn't until the Tom... I, I Actually, it's funny because I saw a YouTube video on this just uh, last night. It was about uh, how they fixed Spider-Man with, with Homecoming. And during the Sam Raimi days, they didn't have the ability to do what comic book artists have been doing for years, and that is taking those big eyes... And they and you'll, if you'll notice, the eyes change in different panels based on what's going on. Okay. Like when they draw him, right? Yeah. His eye, if he's surprised, the eyes get bigger. Like that's almost like they're an extension of his own eyes. If he's squinting, they get smaller. Sure. It allows for some expression. Well, come to this one, they build him a suit. They can't move the eyes. Nah, see, I, I, it, I don't buy that. Well, because... no, no, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Because in Homecoming, they do. Yeah, no, I. D- they make the eyes mobile again, so he can leave the he can leave the the mask on more. Yeah, no, I. I and so no, the, I, I don't. I, sorry, Mark, but I don't buy that because if you're a good enough actor, even with a mask on, you can still show emotion. Um, Why well, I, I would point you towards WWE's Kane when he first came in. He wore a mask, but you could really sympathize with his character and the storylines that were going on, especially later on when he started to become a good guy because he would tilt his head and he would act more with a mask on and everything else. Besides that, if I went into the comic books and took just the heads off of every major comic book uh, superhero Mm -hmm. without their mask and without their thing and I put them in a lineup, 
I doubt very highly you would score very high and say, okay, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? And who is this? Yeah. Because you don't buy comic books for the secret identity. You buy comic books for the fucking comic book superhero. You want yeah. the mask. That's what you pay for. You know what I mean? Like that's well, that's oh no, I, I'm 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 right on board with you. I'm just saying that this video I saw posits that Sam Raimi had decide made a decision to make up whatever excuse to at least like in the he he takes a pumpkin bomb in the first movie, shreds half his mask mm-hmm. off so that way at least part of Tobey Maguire's face is there when he's doing the big acting part, right? Like yeah. it's fu- yeah, and and, and then it's just all excuses. Hey, I, I'm just saying. No, that I know. I, I, it was interesting that you brought that up because I just saw a video that kind of explained it. Well, it, it's a major uh, pet peeve of mine. It's it's yeah. No, no, I agree. Like, I, I mean, I didn't. You find that it's fine. You want great actors in your movie, but I'm not looking to uh, Spider Man or the Avengers for uh, you know best actor of the year. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I just want a superhero movie. I want action. I want explosions. I want saving the girl. I want a big happy ending, which this one doesn't have because it's kind of depressing at the end, to be honest. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah the the, just, the yeah. last song we hear is, is Mary Jane saying, I'm through with love, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Like, well, yeah, sure. He comes in and they start dancing, but they don't say that they get together at the end. And even the music's no. very somber at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, uh, weird. Yeah. Kind of a weird down note. Yeah. It's not exactly a party with Ewoks uh, banging on Stormtrooper helmets. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, or or the or a metal presentation ceremony. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But the uh, <laughs> well, no, you're right. But uh, like I said, I think that that was a directorial choice. Yeah, I I agree with you. Don't get me wrong. I I don't think they should have done that. I think they should have found a workaround, if nothing else. Like CGI was on its way up. They could have done something with the eyes if they really wanted to. Like they did oh, with Tom I wouldn't Holland. say Tom that. Holland the CGI to... in this movie is pretty terrible. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, the, they could have, right? Especially for the parts where he's just standing there having a conversation. Like, that's one thing I, I do actually like about um, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Like, Bane knows who he's fighting. It's not a mystery that he's fighting Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But Bruce Wayne leaves the cowl on. Because yeah. he's not Bruce Wayne. He's the Batman, yeah. So... Kind of respect him for that. Like yeah. Even even uh, or in Batman Begins, same thing. When he's fighting Rachel Go, Rachel Go knows who he is, but he leaves it on. He's like, you, you taught me to make this persona, so I'm leaving the cowl on, even though you know who I am and I know who I am. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right because we were there to see Batman. Yeah. Well, thank you. So, exactly. Yeah. I pay for Godzilla. I want to see Godzilla. I'll go back to that oh. time and time again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Less us, more them. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so the Goblin-Spidey-City fight, which I thought was, in and of itself, it was okay. Yeah, I, I think he could have clanged his head on, on more things on the way down, just because I was enjoying <laughs> the sound effects. Clang, 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 clang. <laughs> yeah. Like I, wanted, yeah. I, like, I wanted to see him go through 57 uh, awnings, like in the cartoons, you know? <laughs> thunk, 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 thunk. Well, if that's the case, then we want to, ooh, ee, ah, son of a, ooh, oh, don't, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, there goes math. Um, He gets that, that, that movie selective amnesia. Oh, of course. Of course they do. Yeah. Classic movie trope. Yeah. We'll forget only as much as needed to get his, to, to reset him back to the beginning of the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Plot convenience. 
Yeah. Plot convenience can... uh, amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> he remembers he's stinking rich. His dad's dead, and he's got a slave named Bernard. Yeah. Bernard. That's... Or Bernard or whatever. No, it's Bernard. Yeah. It's Bernard, right? Yeah, it's Bernard. I... Yeah. I've never known anyone named Bernard before in my life, but whatever. Right. <laughs> right. No. Uh, one cliche we brought up before here when they get to the uh, Sandman scene where the, the, he gets turned into sand. I actually have a lot to say about this one, so I'd like to get Me there. Me too. Um, one, the incredibly hot scientists. Oh, yeah. That is one runway model. Uh, yeah. It's like a runway show every time they leave. You know? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not saying beautiful people can't be smart, but come on. Um, all all movie smart people are beautiful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For um, the most part, yeah. So, okay. So, there's... So they think, okay, so there's a uh, systematic anomaly inside the testing chamber. Should we be aware? No, it's just probably a bird. Like, look, scientists are not that lazy, okay? They are meticulous people. That's why they're scientists. If something is slightly wrong, they will fix it immediately. Yeah, the experiment's fucked. Thank you. Yeah, you need to eliminate the variables. That's one of the first things they taught us in science, like basic science class in high school. Yes, this is grade 10 science. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, exactly. Well, I mean, let's face it; these are lazy scientists. I mean, they slept in all day apparently, so they have to do their experiment. At Why night. is it night? <laughs> Thank I you. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You and and uh, can I ask a, can I ask a question that maybe nobody's ever asked before? But what are they doing? You know what? Are I they... have that in my notes too. Are... I said, "What the hell were they doing that breaks apart sand?" Yeah, are they testing the mixability of mixability properties of sand? I think their pseudoscience says something about, like, particle uh, quantum breaking down. Like, they're trying to break it down. Why? Sand's already really small. Well, I don't think it's, spe- it's sand specifically, but if they can take sand and then break it down into further parts. Oh, they're trying to find the quark? Is that is that what it is? Maybe. I mean, don't get me wrong. The last time the guy tried to split an atom. Well, <laughs> yeah. We all Look know how, how well that out. worked out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, what kind of? Oh, how about this? Um, so, uh, you know, you think they would have someone? I don't know, maybe posted to observe the experiment. Yeah. Like, isn't that the whole point of an experiment? Is to quote unquote see what happens? And wouldn't you have? I don't know, cameras or windows into it. Cameras, windows, even like an observation post, just like a, like they should have built a, like a kind of a guard tower type yeah. thing with an enclo- a glass enclosure where they can look down and see the results of what they're doing, or at the very least, see if a bird has fallen in. Yeah, just to make sure nothing's what, tampering with your experiments. What is, is doing the experiment at night spooky? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you would think you would want more light in this, you know what I mean? And why is it outside? When you're exposing all of your all all of this to the elements, to, what if it rained? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have sand. Well, then, you'd have a big pile of mud. Or, or maybe Marco turns into Hydro Man. Yeah, That's maybe another Spider-Man villain. Like, what if there's that moisture funny. in the air? Like, you can't you can't account for that outdoors. Yeah, you can't control um, uh, dust, uh, grass, leaves blowing. You know yeah. what I mean? Red, smoke from the city because you're right outside the city. How about if one of those cops sneezed? Thank you. They didn't even know there was cops on the premises. That's scary. Yeah. Like the police had actually gone onto their site and they're just like, oh, whip it up. 
Like this is what I wrote for that. I said, "Look, what's what kind of I, for me? It's the the un, like them not even observing the experiment that gets me. It's like, what scientist does this? Okay, let's set up this experiment, hit go, and then we're gonna head for lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Don't get me wrong. I know we'll get immediate results, but I'm sure everything will be fine. And hey, it's pizza day. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in this case, pizza night. Oh, hey, it's Taco Tuesday. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just hit go, and we're we're out of here. Cafeteria has a sale on sandwiches. Yeah, like I, I, I get the 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 idea, but the execution's poor. Yeah, it's just it's just really bad storytelling. Like that. Yeah, the fact like it should have. It. I know this has been done before, but it should have been that he had to that he broke into this place to hide from the cops. He got stuck in a thing. You know. Yeah. Like take a page out of the fly, you know, or something like that. Yeah, I don't I understand why you're doing it outdoors. I don't know why you, you're not watching it. What are you doing? Like, uh, uh, um, Then what, the big crane scene? Oh, no, I think this is the fight. Because I have the next thing I have is the fight between uh, Mary, uh, Mary Jane and Peter, right? Because after she gets, uh, I think it's after she gets shit-canned. Uh, okay. No, no, sorry. She No, she had the bad review. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So don't forget, this is now the follow-up to the beginning of the movie. So we've already had... Him and Harry fight, gone to the hospital, the origin of the Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're coming back around to, oh, yeah, Mary Jane's in this. And she's she had a bad review the same night that the Sandman. Yeah, I think it all happened made? in the same day. Yeah. The same same night. Well, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's New York. Um, it's the city that never sleeps. So. Well, not even their scientists do. No, apparently not. <laughs> Maybe that's how they got the contract. Twenty-four-hour science. You know? <laughs> science sleeps for no one, so why should we? Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, she. Okay, so Peter tries to help Mary Jane. She says he's making it all about him. And even his get back on the horse talk doesn't work. Like, what? What does she want? Does she want him to just say yes? You do suck. <laughs> so let's do let's yes, let's talk honey, about you're, that. You're terrible, and you should stop acting because you're probably yeah. going to get fired very soon because your your singing sounds like it's eighty yard, um, <laughs> and it doesn't even sound like it's you. It sounds like a forty five <laughs> year old professional singer. It doesn't sound like a thirty something actress. <laughs> Good lord. And and yeah yeah that is just like, what? I honestly the first time around I really didn't care enough. I thought it was her. I was like, all right, whatever. Like I didn't. I found out later on, you know, that it was yeah. ADR. I was like, oh okay. It would have been funny. Like they might as well have just gone that extra mile and just have it be someone we know. So at that time would have been what Mary J. Blige bring her back from Mary the J. First Mary J. Blige or, or for some reason Madonna all of a sudden you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's walking down there like a virgin yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay so they have the crane scene okay this is some of your more classic Spider Manning I'm yeah this is classic Spider Manning uh, a couple of things yeah, here weird shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> The fact that the phone cord saves her a little bit is a little unbelievable. Um, <laughs> In 2007, yeah. 1997, oh yeah. No, no, those that, phone cords know. would pop out easily. You, they're, just, they're just RF jacks. That's a... 
That's true. There only was like a little plastic clip in there. Yeah, there's only a little plastic clip. She's not holding Like, okay, it's Bryce Dallas Howard. Maybe she doesn't weigh 400 pounds, but still. Fair enough. <laughs> you know. <laughs> a um, little plastic clip, yeah. You could be on the phone with that. I remember that coming out of the wall. Yeah, exactly. You had a conversation. You walk too far away from the wall jacket. and boop. Well, that's why the cords were so long uh, in your homes as kids, because if it fell and hit the floor, it didn't pull it out. So if you had a shorter yeah. cord, the phone would fall, the bungee effect, and the cord would come out, and you'd be fucked. <laughs> Especially if that little plastic piece broke. Yeah. Um, I like how uh, Eddie Brock is fat-shaming Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. And what what a way to get introduced to your, hopefully, father-in-law. After one date? I'm uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm dating a model. Not, no, no. Not super. Just, just she's she's photocopier hot. Yeah, she's photocopier <laughs> hot. Yeah, <laughs> and not even the main girl. Like, there's two other girls with her too. Yeah, why? What? What? And, and this is like a complete. Um, I don't remember Gwen Stacy being a model. Like Mary Jane, yes, model, actress, waitress. Okay. In New York, I think that's all the same occupation. But Gwen Stacy was just like just a brilliant student. Well, she and was is, shown to be that in the movie, too. No, yeah, brilliant, beautiful, daughter of the uh, captain of the police. Like, yeah. This gal was slumming it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Like, these poor photographers, she had a thing for poor photographers, I guess? Uh, Apparently, I don't know. I guess, Maybe it makes it I, romantic. I uh, although, I will say, I do kind of like Bryce Dallas Howard in this, and she, it, like, with... I don't know if it's Mary Jane or if it's Kirsten Dunst that's like so dour and just pissy all the time. I guess that's kind of what's going on in her life. Yeah. But then when Bryce Dallas Howard shows up, she she's like She's like a ray of sunshine. She is and she looks like she's into this character. She's like, Yeah, this girl she's a woman about town and she's got it all and I'm having a great time just being the top of the heap, you know? Yeah. I got that coveted photocopier gig. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also the point there. Oh, we go back to the uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yes. And I want I, I want the ability to buzz someone's desk like that. Yeah. What, uh, like, you call an electrician, man. That's, like, your shit's broken. I want that desk. I want to be Absolutely. able to go to my supervisor or co-worker and go, shut up. <laughs> I'm going on break now. And like, and to, and to be fair, it, it's J.K. Simmons and Elizabeth Banks going back and forth, and this is the only part of the movie that I made me smile because these two are on their timing. The jokes are good. I hate the the nerdy guy who's doing oh it's the the Daily Bugle. It's now it's wow and how fuck that guy. That's, I hate that guy. That's Ted Raimi. That's the director's that, brother. I hate that guy. I've always hated that character from the first movie, even. Um, but Elizabeth Banks and, and J. Jonah Jameson, you know, bzz, take your pills. Bzz, not that one. Bzz, <laughs> take bzz, some water. That's the yeah. One. yeah. <laughs> Have a nice day. Yeah. And like, that's funny to me. That's yeah. Yeah. He's, it's completely he's unnecessary in this movie. Don't get me wrong. It's wasted time in this movie, but I like it. So I, well, I like it because it's not the same old yelling at Parker. Right. So it's a new bit with him. Yeah. And it gives Liz Banks more to do, which is always a good thing. Yeah, Liz in, Banks. In Listen, you're on a short name basis, are you? Oh, sure. I mean, she doesn't know that, but you know, <laughs> oh, sure. <You> know? 
<laughs> I just have Elizabeth Banks in this series. What a waste of a great actress. Uh, well, she was kind of unknown at this point, too, so... This is... No, but she was still good. Oh, she was great. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I think she's, at, at this point, like, maybe a couple years too old to be... Well, no, she's kind of way right there with Tobey Maguire, right? Yeah. Like, she could have been a good uh, Gwen Stacy or Mary Jane. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Like a love, potential love interest, but uh, she she looks the part, though, of Betty Brant. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll trust you on that one. Yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> really no joke there. It's just like, uh, that was kind of cool casting. Yeah. We see the Sandman robbing uh, robbing a uh, uh, armored car. Or no, he's walking down the street, and the police uh, recognize him as the escaped convict. And I love the, oh, yes. the great police work with, hey, you, gets him every time. Yep. That's, uh, I Nothing that's confrontational another, about that at all. I think that's uh, page one of the patrol guide. Yeah. You know? Yep. <laughs> I, I do have a note before that. Well, first of all, let me just finish that one with, who the hell has a big old truck of sand in New York City? Yeah. And um, and, and, and thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was what is he, going around sh- sh- uh, waiting for Catwoman to fall. Um, <laughs> no, that's Gotham. So I, sorry, I, I give that. Right, I give that one. A, I give that one a pass. I'm talking about New York City. Where the hell are they going to go with that? New Jersey, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Atlantic City. Oh, going to load for the beach. <laughs> um, uh, but the, what, 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 the cop gets up with a shovel, and what was his plan to stab the escaped convict with the shovel? I guess. I mean, he's not black, so you're not going to kill him. <laughs> Topical. All right. <laughs> so I, I uh, this movie upon this watching gave me a bit of a wish here. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I wish that I had so much money that I could a play basketball in my house, like have a big enough house I could just play basketball, and b have a giant painting of Willem Dafoe in my living room. <sighs> just- <laughs> you want Willem Dafoe? Do you? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I just. It is so ostentatious. <laughs> like, like you got amnesia. Pretty easy to remember who your dad is. See that big painting? That's the guy. <laughs> That's him. That's him. Oh, and before you ask me, Sean, no, Sandman cannot fly. Okay, I was going to ask you that actually. I put that in my notes. I said before I even have it in my notes. Before you ask me, Sandman can't fly. What the fuck are they doing with this? I don't get it. All of a sudden, he knows how to use his powers that he's never had before. That he says, like he says later, I never asked for. Yeah, and it's it. It seems like it's he's being carried on the wind, but he can't control the wind. Yeah. So, did he just like, oh shit, I should have gone left? Like, <laughs> well, I can't turn into myself now. They're just right down the block. I gotta, I guess I gotta ride this one out, you know? <laughs> like, when he does finally attack the armored car, he probably meant to get there like 15 minutes sooner, but <laughs> I had to figure out how many lefts he had to take to get back to where he wanted to. You wanna get to the restaurant scene? Uh, so, the restaurant scene, uh, it's a fresh re- French restaurant, so of course you need reservations. Duh. And who- and who else do you get but acclaimed French actor, Bruce Campbell? Bruce A. Campbell. Yeah. Um, and he has a whistle just for a pen. Oh. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, sure. where's Hulk Hogan in, 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 in this movie? <laughs> like, he should be saying, bon, bien sûr, je, je la femme. And she's, he's over off in the corner doing another movie, <laughs> doing, right, doing No Holds Barred. 
Well, this wasn't set in a church, right? So, very true, very true. <laughs> um, and then like, I'm sitting here and I'm going through, and they're going through their arguments, and it's like, oh, that was our kiss, and blah blah blah, and this and that. And I can't believe you don't know why I'm upset, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, there was an alien symbiote in this movie, right? Uh, well, yeah, the, like that's the weird thing about this movie is you, they try and make it seem like when Parker gets the symbiote suit on, he then becomes a dick. That's wrong. He's a dick before he even gets the yeah. symbiote suit on. Mm-hmm. He's let's see. He kisses a a woman in front of the woman he's going to ask to marry. Yeah. In their kind of meet cute style. Yeah, and it's his idea. And, and then he blows it off like it's nothing. Yeah. What the and like this guy's uh, and then when she wants to talk about her problems, it's like hey, yeah, I'm Spider Man, remember? So let's talk about that. Yeah, I totally understand your problems about being an actress because I'm Spider Man and I have all the same problems too, and people hate me too. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a dick long and like that symbiote. I I have an alt- alternate theory here. Maybe it's but that symbiote it it uh, attaches to the bike. They get it gets home. Somehow it follows them up the stairs for some reason. Yeah. And just hangs out in his apartment. I think it's kind of like, uh, he's the, well, he's the closest thing, but I don't know. Like, should I look for someone else? Because <laughs> this this guy might have a little symbiote on him already. He's a bit yeah, of a dick. He, like, might, he might be a little bit too douchey for me. Yeah, like, I'm mean, but oof, you're just cruel. You, you kissed her in front of your girl? What the hell, you yeah. bastard? Maybe he was just a. Maybe the symbiote was just annoyed by all the drama. He's like, "Oh fuck, here she is again." Yeah. Ah, oh, Christ. <laughs> he goes in the corner, puts little headphones on, he just listens to music while they fight. <laughs> well, what else is the symbiote doing? It's just sitting here. It's yeah, doing it's just nothing. Sitting there. It's just sitting there doing nothing for like half this movie. Yeah. And then Sam Raimi remembers, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to stuff this into the... Well, I literally have a note later on. It's an hour, 45 minutes in, and we finally have our second official villain. Is that when Eddie Brock gets That's it? That's when Eddie Brock gets it in the church. Oh, well, we're we're still a little ways oh, away Oh, I know we're a long way yeah. away because there's no venom. Like, you promised me venom in the trailer here. Yeah, yeah, he's an afterthought. See, that's what I mean. If they had just left it at, like, say, Harry, you know, Green yeah. Goblin and Sandman versus Spider-Man, a war on two fronts, sure, then that's more than enough. But yeah, um, know, you gotta. I have a note here. Why would you tell the victim's family that the person you believe killed Uncle Ben escaped from prison? What good does that do? It was deemed as yeah. it was deemed as an accidental murder originally. So why would you traumatize a family and tell them, "Oh yeah, no, no, we were wrong." And the guy that actually killed him is free. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, I would think that this all happens after you get Marco behind bars. Yes, thank you. Right, like it. You know, admittedly, yes. We, you know, because we don't want to send you know poor Aunt May to her grave, which is soon. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, you know, thinking that this one guy killed her husband when it was really this other guy. They made a mistake. They're fessing up. Okay. But then it's like, and he's on the loose. You know? Like all you're doing in that entire scene is admitting how bad your police and for your police force is. A, you got the you, you accused the wrong guy of the murder. B, mm-hmm. you let him go. You let the real one go. And C, you haven't caught him yet. Yeah. And he's out there. Oh yeah, and you let Spider Man murder the first guy. Yeah. 
And why? That's what. But it, why? But why tell the victims anyway? Because I could understand if it was a personal hit. You know what I mean? Like, like he went out and personally wanted to kill Uncle Ben, mm-hmm. but he didn't. So it it would it would be a different case if like yeah we thought this guy was the original murderer, but uh, this guy's really the murderer, so he might be coming for you. So I don't know, get an alarm security police, system, you know, something. Right. Yeah. But if police it, police protection or something. Right. Then. But if there's no reason for him to go after him the second time, why tell them? I think they have to if they made a mistake. No, I don't think so. I think this is just a way to get Spider Man to to go to go after Sandman. No, I I don't know why, but I have a feeling that they kind of have to, you know, kind of retract their. We thought we had the case wrapped up, but we don't. Oh, maybe because 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 the proper person hasn't been punished. But yeah, I I think the timing's off. I think you wait until you have Marco in custody yeah. again, and then because now he's got to go on trial. Yeah. For the murder of Ben of Ben Parker, right? So, like that's going to come out. So yeah. you might as well get ahead of it and tell the family. But after you have Marco in custody, like. <laughs> Yeah, like you don't. Oh, stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, I do have something on the uh, the armored car scene. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Well, I've already mentioned they play a little fast and loose. When he attacks, he doesn't normally leave half the beach while making his getaway. <laughs> yeah. Because they had a whole bunch of sand come out of the back of the truck. Yeah. It's like, no, that's part of him. And speaking of which. It would kind of be weird to be accosted by Sandman in his pure sand form, because as it's like that guy gets crushed up against the wall and the sand kind of rises over his head. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, which part of this is his dick? <laughs> like, is it is this asshole in my face now? Like, what's going? Do I have an armpit? Am like, I getting sand tea bagged right now? Yeah, uh, yeah. this is <laughs> that's gross. Like, what part of the body is this from? No, just this section here that's hitting me in the face. Yeah. Like, I got some up my nose. What did I just sniff? Like, I'm, I'm kind of hoping, like, at the very worst, I'm hoping this is armpit. Oh, yeah, You know, yeah. like, it's a lot better than balls or ass. <laughs> oh, no. I think it's taint. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, uh, your, your point about the, like, re, the going over the whole murder again, they drag poor Cliff Robertson back out just to get murdered a couple more times yeah. in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. At so least we don't get one... that fucking responsibility line again. No, no. We just have to have him, like... Remember how you were shot? Yeah. Can you come back and do that again? <laughs> Except this time with this guy. And... Yeah. Um... Oh. So, um... Yeah, so f- so this, the symbiote kind of starts making its comeback. Right. I'm not sure if I'm skipping anything here, but my next oh, note is about Doctor. What's about Doctor Kurt Connors? Okay. He says he's a physicist, not a biologist. Right. Wrong. Kurt Connors, Doctor Kurt Connors, is a biologist. He's the fucking lizard. How did he get to be the lizard? Because he's a fucking biologist who tried to grow <laughs> back his arm. Right. Right. Okay. Like you, and that's the that's the weird part too. Is they 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 give you like this is like day one stuff for this movie where they already load up that they have the lizard on deck. Yeah. There he is. He's teaching Pete's class. He's right there. And they never pull the trigger on that. No. Like you didn't, you didn't even, that's the, the, the thing too. You didn't even need the Sandman or Venom. You could have done the goblin and the lizard. Yeah. Cause you had Connors there throughout and then blammo, he tries to cure himself and becomes a lizard. That's the thing. That's why that actor, poor guy, has to like stuff his arm down into his suit coat 
and have the other one pinned up. Well, in the, that's in the, the whole other movie, point yeah. of it. And this one too. Does he? Oh, that's that's his character. He's yeah, he's a one-armed. Oh, professor. I didn't realize. I I didn't see that he was missing an arm. Yeah, the, no, though. So they keep it consistent, right? The actor puts the the you know has the the arm pin the the one sleeve pinned up. Okay. Yeah, but that's the his whole character is about regrowing that arm, and that's how and accidentally turns himself into a monster. Okay. Fuck me, he's a physicist. <laughs> why? Why'd you bring well, a biologist? A, in? He's a physicist, not a biologist. Who knows? Who seems to know a lot about symbiote. Uh, biology and behavior. Well, that's true. So, <laughs> can't argue there. Maybe he's an amateur biologist. And wouldn't it have been fun if they had just kind of run with that where he wants to get the symbiote thing because he can, like, have it grow an arm for him or something? That'd be kind of a weird thing. Maybe, term. yeah. But anyway. Um, another thing about the symbiote, too, speaking of, like, fuck-ups here, the symbiote isn't, like, it doesn't attach itself to clothing and hope that the... That, that the, the, the <laughs> other species puts him on. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh shit, he's going in the shower. No. <laughs> like, That's true it, too. And so he's got it folded neatly. So this, this living organism is in fluff and fold. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's doing regular cycles in the wash. Well, we never actually see him wash the outfit. No, well, no, but I mean, that's kind of skanky. If which he does, you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, this movie. It's a living organism. It actually, uh, it, it's on, It's part of him, right? So and it actually makes the costume. Like, it is the costume. Yeah. And it just, and Peter, uh, yeah, I won't even get into the origin of it, but I mean, he gets used to using, he thinks it's it's like um, some high-tech suit. Right. That just kind of, at his own will, comes and goes. So when he has it for a while, he's just like, and it's gone, and it's here, and it's gone. He never has to like hop on one foot while you're putting the boot on, right, right, or right. nothing like that. Yeah, it just comes and goes at his will, and he and he likes that. Okay, it, he doesn't take it off and fold it up and put it in a little <laughs> tickle trunk and tickle trunk reference. Canadian, go go, go Canadian reference. There you go, go go old Canadian reference. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, I got a note like, here, like when when Black Spider Man was flying around, he's like, uh, people were looking at the newspapers, like, well, my kid used to look up to Spider Man. Who's he supposed to look up to now? And I'm like, I don't know. If you were a good parent, maybe you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quit let quit letting Spider Man parent your child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, or like I don't know, Michael Jordan. Again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2007, I don't know. Bill Gates. I... Ken Griffey Jr. John Cena, maybe. If John really Cena, sure. Re reaching for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say that emo Spider-Man rips off any other famous movie character. Uh, but when he's walking through town and everything else and that jazz music's going, didn't he look smoking? <laughs> <laughs> You're saying this is the poor man's the mask? Oh my god, I think it was blatant. <laughs> he uses the suit uh, to take over revenge and gets, you know, writes some wrongs in his life and gets the girl and yeah. beats up Brock and blah 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 and this and that. He gets his job and he gets a better job than he normally has. So yeah, it's the mask. Yeah. <laughs> Except he gets Cameron Diaz at the end of that, so hello, upgrade. Well, he gets Bryce Dallas Howard, too, but... Well, for a hot second, but... Well, it's because he, he's an asshole and he fucks it up. 
So, well, that's true. I mean, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, Three-part rant. Part one, Kirk Connors. Part two, the symbiote suit. Third part, Mary Jane. Not much better in this either. As soon no, as she's, she's having a bitch. trouble, as soon as, well, as soon as soon as she's having trouble with Pete, she immediately heads for Harry Osborn and some sort of weird omelet date. Yeah, with the twist and a spot of revenge kissing. Yeah, I guess. Like, oh, he kissed that blonde chick upside down, so I'm going to kiss his best friend and my ex-boyfriend. By the yeah, way, that, yeah, my ex-boyfriend and best friends, or uh, whatever, my boyfriend's best friend. Good, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm not trying to make it all about me. Oh no, absolutely not. No, God. Yeah, and then as like when she leaves, Harry's all upset. They bring back Willem Dafoe as I guess a goblin force ghost. I, <laughs> of course, like. That's kind of weird because okay, either the goblin gas gave him superpowers to have come back from the dead in a mirror. Yeah. Uh, uh, other comic book explanations: he's somehow caught in that mirror, or Harry is just hallucinating. I I think that's <laughs> the one. Harry's yeah. hallucinating. <laughs> with original dialogue from Willem Dafoe. And I like the I like, I like the line with why. Well, shouldn't say I liked it because I didn't like it. It was a waste of time. But Harry gets the call from Mary Jane, and he says, uh, Bernard, uh, we're having a guest, so get some food. And he's like, a guest? He's like, yes, a guest. A guest guest? Yes, a guest. Get some food. I'm like, what kind of butler doesn't understand the concept of a guest? And what was he insinuating by guest guest? Yeah, like... Like, is that the difference between, like, getting, you know, uh, fruits and vegetables versus edible underwear? Is that why he wanted <laughs> yeah. to know if it was a guest guest? Is that, like... <laughs> Should food be in quotation marks? Okay, yeah, like a, some I'm just like, oh my god, we have two villains in this movie. Stop talking and move on. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, that's um, that's crazy. Um, so then we have the goblin turn. You got, I guess he just kind of regains all his memories. Yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere, and uh, I I've never been to New York. But does it only have one park with one bridge? <laughs> did you did you catch this dialogue? <laughs> I, meet me at the park, or no? On was it? Meet me at the bridge at the park. Yeah. Uh I thought this was a rather robust city. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I could be wrong. Just meet me at the <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, meet me. At, yeah, it's like coming to Canada and say, "Meet me at the Tim Hortons." Oh God. You'd never find anybody at that point. Nope. I have 15 in this town alone. I can't imagine how many are in Ottawa where you are. I haven't counted. I can't. I don't have enough fingers and toes. Okay. Um, more on the symbiote. Okay. That's kind of weird what they took from the symbiote story. It's like someone just kind of gave him a rough overview of what it can do. Because did you notice like, that at first, before e just before emo Spidey, uh, or emo P Parker, like the la the ladies are kind of like giving him the eye, and he you know yeah like he's a stud. The movie doesn't tell us why, but in the comic books, the symbiote actually gives off like a pheromone. It's kind of a part of a survival instinct, so it gives well, off a, a pheromone. There's a reason to that. I thought it was just there bad movie making. That's the point. They don't bother to to kind of explain it. 
but it, it gives off a pheromone, well, makes him more attractive to the opposite sex, so therefore better odds of procreation and the symbiote can move on, can well, live on. Okay, right? but okay, but 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 to be fair, I'm kind of glad they didn't because this movie's so full of shit as it is. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, don't even bother. Don't the, the ladies like woo woo? You know, just skip to the. I can't. Wow, I can't even believe I'm about to say this, but skip to the finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> I thought honestly when I first watched this movie I'm like wow a lot of women in New York are attracted to the Katie Lang haircut <laughs> like, alright oh and I did put in my notes so you won't find one panel of the original Venom saga that included finger guns bad disco dancing and the ability to play jazz piano yeah that's not what the symbiote can do <laughs> ugh if Tom Hardy starts playing jazz piano, I might walk out of that theater. <laughs> like, didn't we do this the Tom first Hardy. time? Yeah, that's the weird thing. Yeah, I kind of like that casting. Well, got, I mean, everyone says he should play Wolverine next, but we got Tom. You got Tom Har- got Tom Holland, who's a kid. Yeah. And Tom Hardy, who's an adult. Well, that goes back to the beginning of what we were talking about. Like, there's no way there's a feud going on between those two. It's not no. like they're vying for the same job. No. So yeah, so the can we go to the club scene? Sure. Find us some shade. Thanks, hot legs. Yeah, and it works. Who gets to talk like that? Like, is it- I, I, even in two thousand seven, you walk into a club, you say hot legs. That's a one way uh, visit with the bouncer. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've never heard anyone talk like that to anybody. Hot legs. I've never even heard hot legs. Like, yeah. Did you mean Hot Wheels? Is that what you meant? <laughs> I don't know. And, Do you have anything on the... And on find the, us, the, no, I don't have anything on that. The next one I have is at the final battle scene, so... Okay, well, I've got a few more things. Um, we'll get get through it, because we're, we're at an hour. Oh, so. yeah. Well, real quick, I kind of like that Gwen Stacy, like, she kind of wakes up during that club scene. It's like, oh, fuck, this is... He's just being a dick and trying to get back his, at his ex. Like, yeah, I, that's why I, I like that her. she's. Yeah, she just stormed. Yeah, she's like, "Fuck you, I'm done." Um, but here, here's a question that I don't think you'll be able to answer. Okay. Why, why is it when Peter put, puts on the Brock suit, or the Brock suit? Excuse me, puts on the symbiote suit. Perfect dentistry. But Eddie Thank Brock you. gets it, and the, yeah, I don't understand that. Thank you. That so confused me when I first watched this movie. Maybe because. The only thing I can think of is that the suit, or the like, the, the symbiote inhabited Peter's suit, and it inhabits Brock physically. Right, and and, and the story does revolve around the the symbiote has its own you know agenda and feelings. Yeah, and it, it is pissed off at the rejection because Peter's the first uh, organism it bonds with, so it forms an attachment. So I get, I mean, so much so that it knows, you know, what's going on. Peter Parker, Spider Man, Mary Jane, the whole thing, and which they do an okay job of in this movie because all of a sudden Brock learns everything because the suit tells him. And well, that and he sees uh, Peter at the top of the belfry. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but when the suit comes off, it's I don't know if it, we're just supposed to assume that the suit is now angry and asserting itself more, so it, it kind of fucks up Brock. More so than it did Peter? Yes. Yes, I don't know. Reasons? Reasons? <laughs> uh, I love how Aunt May comes to Pete's place and then immediately insults his place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I see you haven't done much with this place. Oh, fuck off, Mom. Well, there's, there's not, yeah, there isn't much to do. It's like, okay, well, you want to come over and talk shit? And you, you, you took, what, three buses and a cab to, to, just, to, <laughs> yeah. just to throw me some shade? Thanks, Aunt May. I'm kind of, you know, in a bad spot. But no, no, but you, you go ahead with your decorating throwdown. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, another question I have is how the hell does Bernard, the old man butler, suddenly become a CSI and, Thank and you. can tell... He can tell glider blade uh, weapon stab wounds from d- regular knives. And not only that, but he is positive that sp- there's no way Spider-Man could have used Osborne's glider against him. It was quite clear that Osborne killed himself using it. Uh, and how the hell Thank you. does he come to that conclusion? I'll never know. I Just plot convenience. Yeah, we, we needed a, like a CSI... You know, Miami friggin... CSI Bernard, yeah. CSI Bernard, yeah. Hey, listen, don't piss him off. He's got fuck you money. He, he does now, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, it's it's easy to pr- kind of pad that grocery list when you're told just to go buy food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quote, unquote. Yeah. I, no, no, I, spent- I wonder if like he's never done the shopping before and he's... So he's like completely uh, out of his element in the grocery store. He just walks in. Excuse me. I was wondering if you could help me. Uh, I'm here to get a few things. He's like, sure, sir. I'll help you out. Uh, what, what exactly are you looking for? Food. <laughs> can, you, can you point me to the food aisle? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what kind of food, sir? Um, food. Just food. That's all I was given. Can, can you be more specific? Well, we're having a guest. Not a guest guest, but we're having a guest. <laughs> So whatever food you get for a non-guest guest guest. I just imagine this pimply-faced <laughs> teenager going, like shaking his head and walking away, going, I don't get a paid enough for this. <laughs> no, I, I got to think. just Bernard. left there with a list and a shopping shopping thing. Yeah, the uh, list says food. <laughs> the list just says food. <laughs> so that's why he just buys eggs and peppers. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I, I guess. I thought you could I know, have I, an omelet, I, I, sir. I would believe that, but there's no way Willem Dafoe's doing any grocery shopping. <laughs> How ripe are these oranges? You know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, okay, so the last fight scene. Okay, I have a few things on this. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the news, the, the, the news lady that's there on the mm. scene. The English news lady that's there on the scene? Uh, yeah. Whatever. Um, she says there seems to be some kind of lettering, and then the camera pans up, and it's quite clear what it says. I'm like, really? You think that's some kind of lettering? Is that <laughs> is, is that foreign to you? Like, do you think that <laughs> you can't read that? Are you serious? Okay. Was it not written in British? <laughs> you invented the fucking language. <laughs> Um, but then they say something like a young woman has been held, uh, is being held, is has been kidnapped and being held hostage. And then they don't go into it. And I kind of, this is like the lowest lane syndrome or the lowest lane effect. Okay. Okay. I, I, I kind of wish that the news outlets were as smart in the movies as they can be in real life. So this is how I think this woman should have delivered her thing. Uh, yes, a young woman has been kidnapped and held hostage. Yes, 
that young woman, the same young woman uh, who was hung off of the Brooklyn Bridge five years ago, uh, <laughs> she is also the same young woman who uh, ended her engagement to the hot astronaut hero after being rescued by Spider-Man at the docks where Dr. Octopus is believed to have been defeated. Uh, no word yet if she is somehow linked to Spider-Man or if this is just a massive and unbelievable uh, con- uh, coincidence. <laughs> Back to you, Tom. <laughs> like that's what I want to see. Like, because like Lois Lane always getting kidnapped or always being yeah. in trouble and always being saved. Like you would think. Like it goes back to the the whole thing I said in Batman, uh, Batman Forever. How are people not putting this together? <laughs> like, like even just the, like Spider Man's uh, rent, rent the landlord. It's like okay, well he's always leaving. He always comes back after I'd never see him leave. <laughs> okay. Um there's and he has a police radio and his yeah. girlfriend is always getting saved by Spider-Man. <laughs> how are people not putting this together? You know what I mean? Like how is there not even a conspiracy theory on the internet? In my country if you talk you die. <laughs> Very true. No, I you know what? I agree with you about the news news outlet because what we do get instead is she's like, oh, it's quite the scene. Back to you, Tom. And he's like, <laughs> then we got to go through Mary Jane's professional career. She just enjoyed a yeah. stint on, on Broadway. Okay, <laughs> so you said Broadway weird. <laughs> How is this going to help us get her down from there, knowing that she's an actress? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, what does being an actress have to do with it? But you're right. She's a Mary Jane Watson, formerly engaged to Jane, what was it, uh, uh John Jameson, uh, son of the you know edit- editor in chief at the Daily Bugle, a yeah. uh, former astronaut, and uh, you may recall since we report on everything here in New York City that she <laughs> left uh, her husband at the altar uh, and ran to Peter Parker's house right after her wedding. Uh, <laughs> no word yet of Peter Parker or Spider Man is related. In uh, in other news, uh, news stations find a severe and crippling lack of American reporters. More. <laughs> yeah. More at six when we hire somebody. You know? yeah. <laughs> Stay with us. Susan Ortega coming up at six. All right. <laughs> and who brings their kid to a superhero villain fight? That is just irresponsible parenting. Like, there's kids there and they're going, this is super awesome. This is way cool. I'm like, what are you doing there? Oh, you know what? Uh, in the last few years, I mean, I don't have any children, but I, got, I will say this. I thought about it, and I've been a proponent of this for a while. If if there was ever a superhero that popped up in my town, I would be happy with it, and then I would move. Yeah. I There's no way. I'm Listen, fucker, I'm just on my way to work. Can you not settle this somewhere else? Like, it's <laughs> the third time this week. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're stopping. Like, they won't believe me at work anymore that I got caught up in yet another supervillain fight. Like, <laughs> You're going to have to start writing me a note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman, can you sign? Flash, can you come on? Come on, you can sign. You got time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or can you get me to work? I mean, <laughs> yeah, help a brother out. Yeah, fuck. It's your fault. You were fighting Gorilla Grodd in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did kind of rant a little bit, like how they want us to like the Sandman so much. That we're gonna we're gonna forgive him for burglary, destruction of public property, and murder. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's exactly uh, what I because I have that kind of moment where he's like, "I didn't ask to be this way. 
and I'm so sorry. And he's like, I forgive you. And so I just thought, like, what if Sandman stood there and said, so I'm good to go even though I've killed someone, stolen lo- loads of money, and damaged, damaged tons of property, or <laughs> can I just fly out of here? Yeah, I just float, float on. And no one has a problem with the Sandman, who's obviously a big gust of sand, escaping from the crime scene? Yeah. Yeah, no one's like, follow that sand. Police don't have a problem with that. Just Spider-Man comes down and said, no, no, I talked to him. He's good to go. Didn't they have helicopters there? They didn't, but they should have. Well, yeah. News helicopters, at the very least. Yeah, they could have chased him down. Yeah. Yeah, I... This... That's the thing. Uh, I think, like, I I like having the super the sympathetic villain, but at the same time, it just kind of all the more reason why he needs to get his comeuppance. Like yeah. he should have. Like it should end with him turning himself in. Yeah. If you really want to redeem him, he has to do the right thing and turn himself in. Sure. Like yes, it was an accident, and then you, but you go and testify the gun went off accidentally. You get it pared down to manslaughter. I guess. Yeah, and the yeah. bank robberies you have to pay for that too. Yeah, he was the wheelman. Well, I mean, it was, a, it was they robbed what a wrestling promotion. Well, yeah, but he also robbed armored cars. Oh no, cars yeah, yeah, the, arm, the armored car. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. The armored car. Uh, yeah, and they beat. Oh, uh, he assaulted police officers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, one of them was trying to kill him with a shovel, so self-defense maybe in that case could be. Yeah. <laughs> um. um. So I have one last note, one last question this movie left me with is, why was Captain Stacy and Gwen Stacy at the funeral for Harry Osborne? No idea. Like, Bill Gates is a famous millionaire. I'm not going to his funeral. I didn't know the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, this Pretty movie sure. doesn't give us any interactions with Captain Stacy and his daughter. Yeah, see, Flash Thompson was there too, eh? Yeah, but that makes sense. He went to school with him. Yeah. Well, that's like, we true never too. saw... Well, we never saw. No, yeah, I guess Gwen Stacy didn't go to school with him. What? Not that we saw. In fact, well, no, that was because the he one didn't go to school. He because they went because uh, Peter and no, no, they went to school. Yeah, Peter and Harry went to school together with Flash and Mary Jane, but we never yeah. saw Gwen Stacy there. No, no. In fact, that that that's the first love. I mean, we yeah, that's where the Amazing Spider. No, I know, no, I know, I know. In right, comics, but, yeah. yeah, I know it works in the comics, but in the movie, no. But you're, as far as this movie goes, they didn't show them to, in school together. So there's again, there's no tie. So why are they there? Yeah, no idea. Um, I have one here. So uh, so Harry, you're dying. Uh, there's still time to apologize for making Mary Jane break up with me. So. <laughs> Uh, just throwing that out. Uh, try, trying to murder me a couple of times and... No? No, Mur- you're just going to say that we're friends and hope that that covers it? Okay. <laughs> saying would have been nice. Would have been more friend-like had you done it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, in the whole time that it took, we could have maybe saved your ass. Like, I can web you right down to a paramedic. <laughs> Um, so a few things on this movie, uh, all of Kristen, uh, Dunst's screams in this movie, uh, mm-hmm. were, were recycled from Spider-Man 2. Makes sense. She screamed a lot throughout the entire she trilogy, did. so. Yeah, she did. Guess she didn't want to, uh, scream anymore. Oh, no, you had to save them pipes for all the singing she was gonna. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute. Never mind. <laughs> um, one of the sounds used for Venom. 
uh, is of a Tasmanian devil. I thought that was That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Not the Tasmanian devil, a Tasmanian devil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was the highest grossing movie of 2007. Really? Yeah. I don't even want to know what it beat. I don't know. I didn't look that up. Nah. Um, this was kind of odd. It, it Kind of easy, but uh, Kirsten Dunst, a natural blonde, played redhead Mary Jane. While yes, and Bryce Dallas Howard, a natural redhead, played blonde, blonde. Gwen Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the whole... little switcheroo there. I, I kind of think there were, the, you know, had had Bryce Dallas Howard showed up on the scene a little earlier, she would have gotten that part. Mm. As Mary Jane. I don't think she was known yet. Kirsten Dunst was big back in the early 2000s, so. That's what I mean, like. Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. Howard hadn't really arrived yet. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, some almost cast for you for the role of Gwen Stacy. Uh, Alicia Cuthbert. Oh, nice. Good one. <coughs> Hot off of her, um. 24. And Baywatch. Uh, uh, okay. Really? Baywatch in 2007? Oh, no. Sorry. No, that's how she got the 24 gig. Sorry. Yeah, okay. That girl from Baywatch is now in 24. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, Scarlett Johansson. Ooh. Almost played uh, Gwen Stacy, so. Oh, wow. No, you know what? I'm glad. She's too good for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, as always on this show, we try to find the real story behind the story, Mark. Uh, I have two of them. Okay. Um, one, or is it another Tobey Maguire cry fest? Because, good lord, is Peter Parker weepy in this entire series. Oh. Wow. Like, there's some people that can't watch men cry. Do not watch these. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, or is it how to be a dick, then a super dick, then get... Back to being a regular dick and have no consequences. <laughs> That's very true, too. Um, I have four. <laughs> Hit me. Or is it an indictment of the American healthcare system? <laughs> Since that's why he, be- Sandman becomes a villain and has to raise uh, money to take care of his uh, sick that's kid. That's right. Yes, yes. Obamacare would have fixed all of this. <laughs> yeah, Obamacare would have worked. <laughs> um, or is it the story of the only superhero with the neediest and whiniest girlfriend ever? Ooh, yeah, because Lois Lane's a good tough chick. She yeah. doesn't take shit, you know. Yeah. Strong woman. Yep. Or is it the only movie that provides nerds with tips and tricks on how not to be a jerk to your girlfriend? Oh, okay, so you went the other way on yep, what totally I did. Yep, totally yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. you got to show both sides of that argument. I get it. Or is it the story of a strange man following Peter Parker around New York City, injecting himself into Peter into Peter's life for his own amusement, Bruce Campbell? <laughs> that's like, what's true he going? He oh he's going to the wrestling event i'm gonna, I'm gonna get a job as a the announcer it's like oh what's that his girlfriend's gonna be in a play i'll get my uh, i'll get a job at the theater oh what's that he's, <laughs> he's got reservations at a fresh restaurant i can fake a french accent i'll be the mater d <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's gonna about do it for a spider-man 3 i'm sean taylor and i mean mark Join us next time. We'll take a look at the story of the Rebels taking on the Galactic Empire in the finals of the Tatooine World Series. In The Empire Strikes Out. Oh, my God.